are you satisfied with the team we have now? I'm kind of in the let's just do this mode and can't take any more trade rumors, but I'm also kind of meh content with the team. I think a lot of people at this stage have to be feeling the same way you are. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. With me, as always, is my producer, Steve Granado. Steve, it's Friday. Yes, it is indeed, Stace, which means it's Fan Mail Friday here on Lockdown Yankees. Thanks for clicking here today. We have like a whole bunch of questions we need to get to because we haven't done a Fan Mail in a couple of weeks. So we got to get to some questions. They're going to be ranging all over the place from our insiders, from our YouTube community. Uh, we also wanted to get into the lineup, which we dabbled in, but we have some new information. Some thoughts from the manager himself. We're going to dive into that a little bit later on in the show. But of course, Stacey, our first question of the day always comes from one of our Locked On Yankees insiders. If you want to guarantee answers to your questions here on the Locked On Yankees podcast, all you got to do is click that link in the episode description. The Locked On Yankees Insiders Club, there's a 14-day free trial. That's not the only perk you get. You're always going to get responses from us, ranging from what's up to... What's up with the team and everything in between. <laughs> so check it out again. There's a 14 day free trial. Check it out. See if you like it and uh, go from there. Anyway, this is coming from one of our tried and true Stacy. This is coming from our lockdown Yankees insider Kike asking us, are you satisfied with the team we have now? I'm kind of in the let's just do this mode and can't take any more trade rumors, but I'm also kind of meh content with the team. <laughs> Kike, dude, I think a lot of people at this stage have to be feeling the same way you are. Yeah. We're, we're at the point of the off season where the countdown is going on pitchers and catchers, uh, NFL playoffs, waiting for the super bowl, uh, like all that stuff. Right. Yeah. So we are all waiting for the season to start. And yes, they're obviously still Bellinger and, and Snell out there, but Stacy, I, I know you got to feel this way too. I do. I feel uh, pretty much the exact same way as Kike. When I saw that question, I thought that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> um, just like, let's get, just get this started. Let's get pitchers and catchers, you know, ready to go. And like you just mentioned, um, the Super Bowl is when February 11th, which means pitchers and catchers is only like a few days after that. So, I mean, it's like really quickly right after that. So we're in the home stretch kids and I don't see anything else happening. And yeah, meh is, fine it's better than being angry i guess sure i'm gonna get to the the initial question here but can i have a hot take real quick i'm gonna say it oh no pitchers and catchers reporting is boring oh yeah no it's boring it's just <laughs> it means oh my god it's finally it means like, we're almost there we're almost there when and pitchers you know, and catchers reporting is like nothing like there's right. nothing that happens for those like it's three just, or four days right but it's just exciting because especially now with social media you know you see the guys arriving they film them for tiktok and instagram and all this stuff and it's just like okay like this it's actually starting now like this is they're real there. this is they're there like that and i will also stay on the hot take train of pitchers and catchers reporting is becoming less and less important 
guys room. are already there. Yeah, know, like guys right are, now. As yeah, guys, speak, been there guys already. are working out and throwing and swinging. They're already for there. For like weeks. Yeah, they're there for yeah. weeks already. <laughs> They've been there since like January 4th. <laughs> right. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but Stacey, the, the, the main crux of this question, are you satisfied with the team they have now? We have dabbled in this. The Snell rumors are getting weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, this is this is now in the in a post-Strowman signing. Uh, a lot of claims, some DFAs to guys like Jeter Downs and, and uh, Oscar Gonzalez. Like the team is pretty shaped up at this point. Mm-hmm. Are you content with it or are you meh content like Kike is? I think I'm meh content. <laughs> I think that's, yeah. I, I think I'm maybe not meh content. I think I'm cautiously optimistic. Okay. Yeah. Because I felt fairly optimistic heading into 2023. Yeah. Maybe that was rose tinted glasses on my part to be, you know, admittedly fair. Uh, but I, I, I wouldn't go as far as say I'm meh because yes, there are a lot of things that have to go right, but that's with every team. I mean, look at the 2023 Padres, look right. at the 2023 Yankees. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of things that have to go right. And that's with every team. There are teams that are going to fumble every year in every sport. And that's just going to happen, dude. There's just no avoiding it. But I think there are more safeguards in place heading into 2023 or part of me hitting into 2024, as opposed there were in 2023, if that makes any grammatical sense. Yeah, no. And then that makes sense. I, I can see that. Um, I'm still feeling meh, but I'm inching toward cautiously optimistic. I'm almost there. I feel like the closer we get to everything, I'll be in that camp. But right now I'm kind of. As soon as it's not like freezing cold you'll be like okay i feel a little bit better yeah um thank you kike for your question we have another one coming from our insider and of course as i mentioned we're going to talk about the lineup that's going to be coming from another one of our insiders much later on in the show Uh, but this one's coming from another tried and true an og betty checking in asking us didn't oswaldo play ball somewhere over the winter is he back uh and do we know how he feels about things he worked on thank you betty for your question yeah oswaldo cabrera is playing in the venezuela winter league um he was playing with uh, on the same in the same league as Acuna. He was playing with his brother uh, as well. He is, to my knowledge, done. Uh, mm. I believe he has left the team. Uh, he played 25 games uh, with this squad. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and link uh, the team uh, if you're curious to look at some of the stats. You can also check Baseball Reference. It does, if you click on uh, Winter Leagues and Minors, uh, it actually imports the stats now, which is awesome. Uh, they've been oh. doing, I think, two, maybe two or three years now. It's been great. Cool. Uh, love it. But anyway, yeah, so Oswaldo, uh, 25 games played uh, down in the Venezuela League, uh, 267, 351, 349 slash. That slugging is uh, a little shocking and low. He did not homer in those 25 games. I think he had like three doubles and two triples, something like that. Um so not a lot of, uh, of power, which is a little surprising. Uh, yeah, 25 games, you know, 25 games. He was mostly playing shortstop while he was there. We haven't heard. He hasn't spoken on it. To my knowledge, I haven't seen him speak on it at all. The only thing I've seen is him posting in his Instagram story about it, mostly about his brother. It was like his brother's birthday the other day. Uh, regardless, he is last seen, last I saw, which was a week ago as of this episode's re- uh, release, in Tampa. He was working out with Glaber and Judge in Tampa. Casey Dykes is already in Tampa as well. He was feeding them some soft toss and some uh, some BP in the cages. I linked a video in the episode description. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit. Uh, Glaber Torres has a YouTube channel now, and he has this series called The Glayway. It's uh, a linked in the episode description. It's the video where Oswaldo is working out with Judge and Glaber. So 
take that for what it's worth. He has a new goatee. So that's there's that. So he's got some <laughs> facial hair. We'll see if they let him keep it. But uh, nonetheless, <laughs> uh, Oswaldo is is in Tampa as of a week ago. Again, that was on Friday. What is that like the 16th, the 17th, something like that. Uh, they released that video. So he's been there. I don't know if he's still there, but he was there. So I don't know. Uh, obviously, the things that he needed to work on were keeping that shoulder closed, keeping that front hip closed, uh, trying to get the ball in the air a little bit more. He was grounding out way too much last season. He was not lifting the ball enough. So we'll see. Uh, all the video that is in that YouTube video, he's swinging lefty the entire time. Take that for what it's worth. It's only one round of BP. Uh, anyway, thank you, Betty, for your question. Appreciate that. We have one more coming from our YouTube community, Stacy, And this is one that hasn't checked in in a while, so I'm glad to see this name pop up again. Sejanuzzi checking in on the YouTube side, asking us, I know I'm jumping the gun that you'll be getting to division predictions a bit later, but based on the offseason trades and acquisitions, do you see the Yankees having a good chance of winning the division or at least getting into the playoffs? Right now, I'm having my doubts, however much I love the Yankees. Thank you, Sejanuzzi, for your question. Good to see your name pop back up. Stacy. we shouldn't get fully into predictions of the AL East, considering that their moves very much can still be made. But at this stage, how are you feeling about the Yankees in uh, relation to the division? They're pretty much the only team that's done much of anything. Uh, I know Boston made a couple of moves, but there are some teams that didn't make any moves and the Rays have, <laughs> I don't know what the Rays are doing. Um, so I'm actually not that worried about the Yankees um, if things stay similar to how they are now, um, because I feel like the Yankees have made changes to improve from last year. Yes. And other teams are kind of just sitting there waiting. Again, we talked about this the other day. I don't know if they're waiting for RSN money. I don't know what they're waiting for. But there's some like, you know, someone was joking about Baltimore having all those prospects. And they're like, you have all those pros prospects. You can just trade them away. <laughs> you that know, you guys good. might need some, you might need some pitching. So maybe you should get someone like that kind of a thing. Yeah, they, yeah, they could. Or they can hang on to them. I mean, they still have like a, to figure out what's going on up the middle. Like, yeah. Uh, because like they don't really like which one of those prospects is going to win out. They kind of have a, a Yankees 23 situation mm -hmm. going on there. Yeah. Um, the To my knowledge, Stacy, and I think this is 100% correct. Can't think of it otherwise. The Rays are the only one that's a Bally team. They're Bally sports. Actually, fun. yeah, I think I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. They're and then, yeah, because Toronto is not, neither right. is Boston and, and neither is Baltimore. <laughs> so, yeah, the only Valley team is is Tampa. Um, yeah. And they don't you spend money the, anyway. <laughs> let's not get into that. The, the Red Sox obviously have made moves with the Yankees uh, in the Verdugo trade. They made moves uh, on the Chris Sale front. Uh, Giolito. So the Giolito signing. So they've made some, some moves. We'll see how the Giolito thing works out. I'm, I'm rooting for him personally as a guy. I really like him as a dude and as a pitcher. Um, I can't imagine Toronto. I'll say this. I can't imagine Vladdy is going to be as power struggle in 2024 as he was in 2023. That does not seem to compute at all in my head. I mean, so, that was really, didn't he go like the first three months without hitting a home run at home? Like that's just crazy. something ridiculous like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so obviously there's no way he's going to be like that again. I can't imagine that happens again. I'd be thoroughly shocked, um, but they do lose Matt Chapman. So, yeah. you know, you know, uh, and they lost Shohei Otani. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to step aside. Uh, of course, our fan mail Friday uh, episodes are always on Fridays. 
The Locked On Yankees Insiders Club guarantees answers either on the show or in text form. So make sure to check that out for today free trial. All right, we got more questions coming from our YouTube side next. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And right now, all users get $100 off when they buy a big game ticket with code VEGAS100. Now, what would you do with an extra 100 bucks in Vegas? I'd use it towards a day spa. That would be cool. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. And if you're in the New York area, Madonna is playing a concert at MSG next Monday. And of course, you can buy uh, NBA and NHL tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. And it's the place to find last-minute seats. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Right now, all Game Time users get $100 off a big game ticket with code Vegas100. Terms apply. Just download the Game Time app and use code V. E-G-A-S 100 for $100 off a big game ticket. Or if you're not going to the game, use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back here on Locked On, Yankees Fan Mail Friday edition of the show. Hey, don't forget, everydayers out there, if you're looking for us on Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, you're not going to find us, but you will find the Locked On Sports Today YouTube channel. It's a 24-7 streaming YouTube channel with the top stories, the top shows every day. Check it out. It's fun. It's cool. Um, Stacy, okay, we got some more questions coming. Uh, two of my favorites, I'm not going to lie. Uh, one especially coming up in a second. And we have a newcomer from the YouTube side. I don't believe we've uh, answered a question from this fan, so thank you for joining us. This is coming from at StarkC69 on YouTube. Do you think when the Yankees run into starting pitching depth issues during the 2024 season, that shopping of Glaber Torres for a stud starting pitcher will be their first move. Part of me fully supports this on going full bore with Oswald Peraza. Thank you. Start C six, nine Stacy. Here come the Glaber trade talks again. I will let you take the reins on this one. You know how much I love everyone talking about trading Glaber all the time. It drives me crazy. <laughs> That's why I put this one in there just for you. Oh, gosh. Um, and I know I love that. By the way, the question says, do you think when and when is in all capital letters, just so the viewers know when the, the Yankees run into starting pitching depth issues? Huh. I mean, it could be. I mean, I don't know. I'm just it's so funny. This offseason, I've seen so many trade proposals with Glaber involved, some of them awful, some of them from regular run-of-the-mill fans and some from sports radio dudes who should know better that are trying to trade Glaber Torres away. Um, I'm just hoping that, you know, gosh, they ran into significant starting pitching depth issues last season. You know what I mean? Like that was almost unprecedented, the problems that they ran into last year. I really don't think... I'm knocking on wood that it's going to be that bad. They might have some issues, but I don't think it's going to be as bad as it was in 2023. That was just like an unprecedented thing. So I feel like they're going to be okay. But I feel like if something does go wrong, you could see that. And you could see Oswald, them shifting him over to second. Or the other way around. Oswald's True. the one that's gone. 
That's true too. Yeah, but I just find it so funny that everyone is so quick to want to Glaber Torres away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I don't think that uh, you're out of the realm of possibility, like you mentioned. Like, of course, Glaber. If you're not going to resign him, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, get something while you can. Clearly, he he would be a hot commodity. I don't mm-hmm. think the Yankees are going down that path. Uh, I have sang the praises of Oswald Peraza. I have said the words. I have sang the uh, praises of Oswald Peraza. I've talked about Oswald Peraza probably more than any other player on the show. I feel like um, I love him <laughs> to death. I think he's one of my favorite players, one of my favorite guys. Just that cards on the table. But I understand where the Yankees are coming from when they let Glaber play over him. Of course, duh. Of yeah. course, Glaber plays over Oswald. I don't care how much I love Oswald. Glaber has done it for years at the major league level, and Oswald by the Yankees hand present just saying so <laughs> yes they kind of made their own bed they're yeah. lying with it but to the point here yeah he totally could be flipped i, mm-hmm. I don't think this like it would be insane if they weren't listening at right, any point yeah. of course yeah. but at this stage no and i don't know if that's you're, you're talking in a hypothetical world that they run into starting pitching depth issues We'll see. I mean, there's a lot of things that would hinge on a Glaber trade coming. It would hinge on how well Glaber is playing. Mm. It would hinge on if Oswald is playing in AAA or in the majors and how he's doing there. It would hinge on how's Will Warren looking. Is he 40-man yet? It would hinge on how's Clayton Beater looking so far. It would hinge on has Carlos Rodon bounced back. It would hinge on is Nestor Cortez bounced back. It would hinge on (laughs) is Luke Weaver in the rotation at the time. There are a lot of steps to get there first. So... Yes, of course it's a possibility, but don't go there just yet. I think they would obviously wait a while. I think if Glaber were to be dealt, it would be much closer to the trade deadline. Yeah. Yeah. Much closer. I don't think you're I don't think you're thinking May, dude. May is I no, I wouldn't a lot of things would have to have gone wrong at that point, and they are scared. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for your question and thank you for joining the Fan Mail Friday uh family. Appreciate it. Super appreciate it. All right. Our last one, our last real question of the day, Stacey, is perhaps my favorite. Coming from another regular, Boo, yeah, get Yanks, asking us, what do you think the Yankees would do if Giancarlo Stanton is not hitting good by June and Jason Dominguez is ready to come play? This is a very intriguing question, Stacey. <laughs> the realist in me is going, well, they go to Trent Grisham first. Yeah. But mm. given what we're going to talk about here in a second, is Stanton playing in the outfield very much next season? It right. doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like signs are pointing in that direction. So it's a DH spot, which I've talked about on this show. I think the D- they need to be more aggressive with the DH position, period. But uh, your thoughts on this, Stace? Let's, let's say Jason Dominguez is ready to go by June, mid-June. It's June 15th, and Stanton is batting... 199 it's not looking good it's looking like a repeat of 2023 what do the yankees do i mean if dominguez is i don't know i don't i feel like even if they deem him ready they're going to be careful with him i feel like they're going to be careful with dominguez i think they would do something else before bringing dominguez into it if it's that soon you know i mean he if he were let's say because it looks like stanton's going to be full-time dh almost exclusively Mm -hmm. Dominguez after Tommy John should be able to hit if he's not going to be throwing. That's true. That is also true. So I I don't see it out of the realm of possibility there that, because I mean, Harper got rushed back. 
Right. Yeah. He DH'd and then went to first. Right. Like I say, rushed back. But, but he just he just he healed really. I mean, amazingly. Shohei quick. had yeah. Tommy John and he came back pretty early. That's why you're not looking at obviously Dominguez being a full year out of commission. That's why right. they're thinking somewhere All Star breaky, somewhere yeah. in there June July. But yeah, it, it also mm. depends on where the Yankees at in their standings. If like they True. don't need Stanton, right? Like let's say Soto is just going crazy. The top of the lineup's producing. It doesn't matter. Like oh, Stanton's yeah, it, not hurting the club. Then like what harm is it in right. letting Jason Dominguez like cook a little longer? Right. Yeah. I think it really depends on how the rest of the team is doing. Like if he's doing yeah. really badly again, but the rest of the team is also not hitting that. And he's like the glaring. Yeah. Then the, sh- the then light is glaring on him. Then they would do something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if it's like Glaber's like 2023, Juan Soto is, is going off. Aaron judge is fully healthy and Rizzo's back to good, you know, like, okay. And, and Volpe's taking a step forward. Then like, uh, whatever, yeah, <laughs> whatever. It like it's matter. fine. It's like fine. at that point you play the hotter hand over Stanton with the roster, the 26 man you already have. Like that's yeah. where you slot in Oswald. That's where you slot in Oswaldo. That's where you slot in DJ LeMayhew. Like that's where you slot these guys in that are still fighting for positions and they beat out Giancarlo Stanton first before they go to reserves. Yeah. That's what I would see. But I really like that question. That was, that was a good one. Uh, not, not just saying, should they just get rid of him? It's like, what do they do if Dominguez is good? Yeah. Uh Oh, now what? <laughs> Cause like, Stan holds weight, dude. I don't care how bad he's been the last couple of years. He holds weight. Like, yeah. it's a big name. It's a big yeah. deal. And it's a big uh, dude when he comes into the, you know. Yeah. Even though he's not hitting well, you don't think a pitcher is looking and thinking, oh, God, I really got to <laughs> yeah. really get this guy would, out or else he's going to hit it 500 feet. I would almost liken it, not in the same level because very different players. But uh, you guys know, follow the Angels my whole life, whatever. But when, uh, oh, my gosh, I almost said Albert Abreu. Oh my gosh, what's his Pujols? name? No, <laughs> I can't think of his name. Whatever. When Mike Trout got called up, like it was a big deal that he replaced. I can't think of his name. Played for the Phillies, Abreu. That Abreu. It's totally. Oh, Bobby. Me. Bobby. Thank you. Gosh, yeah. that was escaping my brain so badly. I just kept thinking Albert Abreu. <laughs> Bobby Abreu mm-hmm. got let go, and Trout took that position. That was a big deal. That was a big, big move. Anyway, that would be kind of in my head where that would be going. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, we had one more question technically coming at us from our insiders, but it's going to lead us into our next conversation about the lineup that's next. The NFL playoffs are heading into championship weekend, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, and you can even find bets in the brand-new Explore tab. This weekend is championship weekend, and the Ravens are favored over the Chiefs. The 49ers are favored over the Lions, who are in the NFC championship game for the first time since I was in high school. It's a really long time ago. And if you're already looking for baseball, the Yankees' 2024 World Series odds are plus 850, and they're just behind the Astros for tops in the AL at plus 410. So visit FanDuel dot com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup FanDuel, official partner of the nfl
Back now on Locked On Yankees, our final segment of the week. Stacy, our Locked On Yankees insider, Paul, asked us, what do you think the everyday lineup will look like this season? Of course, uh, we got some news on this a little bit. We we talked about it when the Yankees got Soto. We made a whole episode dedicated to it because MLB Network put out kind of a strange graphic about what the Yankees lineup would look like. Yeah. Regardless, don't need to rehash that argument. I came at with my very aggressive lineup. I said that I would love to see Juan Soto in the cleanup spot, and I'd love to see Anthony Rizzo in the leadoff spot. Pipe dreams, I admit. Pipe dreams, I admit. But um, that's where I'm at. But Stacey, Aaron Boone talked to Foul Territory about this very recently. Yeah, he was on the show last week, and, um, you know, he has some interesting things to say. Now, this is all just him thinking out loud and you know, saying, oh, we could do this, do this. It's not, obviously it's not set in stone. It's January, but he did say this. He said right now, probably Juan in the two hole judge third. And then he said, but we'll see how the leadoff spot shakes out. And he added, you know, it may depend on who's actually hitting in the leadoff spot, who's hitting in the four hole and beyond like which way they would go two or three. Cause you could switch either of those guys and that lineup would be incredible. <laughs> yeah. He also mentioned that uh, Juan Soto has had a preference for hitting third, which gets me a little closer to the spot that I want him. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, like, clearly they haven't figured out the leadoff spot, right. which hasn't been figured out. <laughs> yeah. It was the last time you're like, oh, yeah, I feel super comfortable who's in the leadoff spot right now. Um, I, I wouldn't hate to see Glaber there. I really wouldn't. Uh, we've seen that before and it worked out. We saw Volpe there a little bit last season too. Like I said, I pipe dream. I would like to see Anthony Rizzo back in the leadoff spot, just like he did in Chicago for a while. There are options, which is nice that the Yankees mm -hmm. have options at the top of the order. Remember that MLB network graphic also had Austin Wells making the club right away and splitting duties. I still don't, I still don't see that. Um, I feel like that'd be crazy if they ended up doing that over Rortvet and feel like Rortvet would be super, super jaded over that regardless. Um, but like now that we have what is in all likelihood, the offensive side of the roster, mm -hmm. like we pretty much know everybody that's there. I, I don't see them making any other moves on that front, but do you still have the same qualms, concerns, worries about the back end of the order? regardless of how it shakes out. Like, I mean, Boone didn't touch on the back end of the order, but like that steep cliff that the Yankees fans love to bring up, like <laughs> after five, like what happens, who cares? It's just a, a bottomless pit. Do you, do you still feel that? Or do you feel like Soto kind of shifts that a little bit now? And the way DJ ended last season, like, do you kind of feel a little bit more comfortable with the back end of the order? I do, because I feel like a lot of things went wrong, even with the top end of the order that affected the bottom of the order, because so many guys weren't hitting the way they were supposed to for a lot of the year. And I feel like if certain guys, um, you know, Stanton has a bounce back, doesn't have to be. Like I said, I keep saying he could be 75% better than what he was in 2023 and it'd be a really big improvement if DJ can come back and do what he was doing. If Rizzo comes back and he's healthy and he doesn't have to be the 300 hitter that he was at the beginning of 2023, though it would be nice. Um, it doesn't scare me as much because I feel like Soto, just that one guy in there really <laughs> adds a lot to the lineup and kind of pushes things back a little bit. Um and we keep forgetting about Verdugo. I mean, it's not like he's a black hole and he's going to be somewhere down in that, maybe not the Six bottom of the lineup, but he's going to be there in that other half of the lineup. So, um, you know, adding Juan Soto is really going to make a difference in this lineup, I feel like. 
Yeah, and you know, you could potentially bank, quote unquote, on some sort of back bounce back from Trent Grisham. Like, and he gives you a really nice off uh, option off the bench. We talked about Oswaldo Cabrera here today. Like the Yankees again have, I would say, better major league depth right now than they did a year ago. Because yeah. it was as soon as like the Yankees had one injury on the major league side, on the offensive side, it was like, then what? <laughs> now you have like, okay, well, Trent Grisham can fill some time for you. And he's a gold glove outfielder. So you feel comfortable with that, at least defensively. And you don't need Trent Grisham to be Aaron Judge. That's fine. Right. Um, and the same way, again, you, you feel a little bit more confident how, how the season ended for DJ. Uh, you feel confident that Rizzo can bounce back after. You, you, I don't think you can really look at that two-month stretch. I don't think you can put real thoughts and stock into that because of the the head injury. Yeah. There was reports that he's you know, Boone said that he's feeling totally fine, ready to go. He'll be there for spring. Great. Awesome. Uh, these cleared concussion protocols. So that's great. That's awesome news. Thank um, goodness. Very happy to hear that and that he's feeling good. Uh, there was also, uh, we talked about that uh, Glayway video. Glaber had joked that Rizzo said he was going to be there in Tampa in January and then ghosted him a little bit. So <laughs> take that for what, for what it's worth. Uh, again, it's linked in the episode description. If you want to watch that whole video uh, on the Glayway. but uh, yeah, so Rizzo's not there apparently. Come on, Riz. I don't know why you didn't show up. He, he told him at, at Nestor's wedding, he was going to show up in January and just didn't. Well, I mean, it's still January. There's still, it's still only January. You January. Like he might show up January 31st. That's technically January. <laughs> That's fair. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, regardless, yeah. I mean, the the way the lineup shakes out, I still see Volpe in the nine. Like, I I don't see him anywhere but the nine spot right now. Maybe in the eighth spot, but I feel like the eight's going to be reserved for your catcher, uh, whoever it ends up being. You know, Trevino, Rortvet, Trevino, Wells, whatever it ends up being. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's just more interesting in how the order is going to shape out of the top, and it and it's really going to start with the leadoff man obviously, but yeah. really like, I think that once you figure out who that leadoff man is going to be, then it's going to shake out how it's going to be. Uh, the yeah. rest of the order is going to kind of take shape from there. So you kind of got to see, I feel like uh, Glaber is a, a, an obvious candidate. I think DJ LeMahieu is an obvious candidate. And uh, for my money, I still think uh, Anthony Rizzo should be a candidate. Just throwing <laughs> that out there. Again, just look at the numbers. Just look at the splits, man. Just look at the splits. That's all he's I'm saying. Put, he's putting it out there, guys. So I'm going to get the message just, to Boone. <laughs> Baseball reference, <laughs> Anthony Rizzo, and then, you know, splits, <laughs> career splits, leadoff. That's all I'm saying. Just look at the numbers. Just look at the numbers. Uh, thank you, Paul, for the question. And uh, I'm glad that we had an opportunity to actually talk about this Boone stuff because we missed an episode and we needed to get to this. So Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we're able to get to it. So yeah. thank you, Paul. And thank you to all the insiders. <laughs> thank you to all our YouTube community. If you did not get your question answered today, have faith. You can always drop it in the YouTube comments Monday and Wednesday. And uh, we're going to be going back to five a week here soon, guys. So just a couple of weeks away. Be ready for that. And that's going to do it for this episode of Lockdown Yankees. I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gatsoulias. We will see you on Monday.